Sit down. Let them union workers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, North, we are. And I'm now Cat. Hang on. Go on job, Kenny. Hang on. They're so small, they only have 2%. Going job. You're not doing a good oh, job. Wow, we got the low rate of land over here. Yeah, this damn cowboy. Let me, let me, let me, let me roll them up. I'm a Florida redneck. Over here. I deserve a cowboy in my life. Sit down. Chevron D. Hang on. You don't need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Oh, Joe Hey, guys. Uh-oh. Don't start with that shit. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Jeff. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? What, what up, Ray? What up? You tell us, man. What's up? Oh, you know. Same old, same old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing changes. No humanitarian going on here? Oh, yeah. I know you're over your dad's. A what a you boring intro. He couldn't wait to tell me. He, he <laughs> called me the other day. I'm driving home from work. He's like, yeah, man, you drove right by me. I'm like, oh, by by, where were you? Here's the thing. I intentionally damn near pulled out in front of him because I knew it was him. And he's just, la, 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 Man, I'm thinking about getting to the house, bro. I'm not looking around for you in a car. I'll tell you that. It was too funny. So then he calls me. He's like, yeah, I almost ran in front of you, dude. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm heading to the house. What are you doing? He goes, well, you know, I just got back from my dad's house. You know, I was over there helping him put up some shelves, you know. <laughs> Not over there. They don't drink. No, they're no they, fun. They need to when you come over, let me tell you. You would think. <laughs> I store beer at their place just so when I show up, there's something there. Bro, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to start drinking pretty heavy after going to the gym last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got to... <laughs> They got to take them damn mirrors out of the gym, bro. They got to take the mirrors out of the gym. Uh-huh. I mean, when you're squatting and you're looking at yourself and you can see <laughs> your stomach hitting your thighs. Well, they already had I a mean, bouncer come remove you for the donut and the fishing <laughs> yeah. rod. Look at looking yeah. like two sumo wrestlers getting ready to fight. <laughs> I, I don't know what's worse, you know, seeing myself in the mirror, looking at Mike and Josh go back and forth over pleasantries in the gym. You know what I mean? And, and that whole hip, hip abductor thing in my doodle. Nah, we stopped that. <laughs> we gave Maynard checking in. Let me tell you what. I Let showed up. <laughs> that hip abductor, I can tell you right now, has never been part of any masculine man's exercise regimen. Well, I'll tell you Correct. what. I, I got I got the first opportunity of seeing the Maynard pissed off for the first time. <laughs> it was in a gym and oh, damn it, Josh had him so fired up. I thought his skull was going to split in half. Uh-oh. And he was snorting like a freaking wild dog or pig or something over there. I'm like, Mike, you like a <laughs> piss me off. I'm like, yeah, get it, Mike. Get in there and get it. Um, you don't mess with a guy when he's working out with his wife. Yeah. Well, that's your fault for bringing her. I know. Well, you know, not just that, but after you got called out on that old chip, you know, well, Chip Maynard over Chip Maynard over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, that was he beautiful. got He got nailed. I mean, I got to share this with our listeners because this is like classic, all time oh. classic. It's all time classic, Mike. You know, poor I mean, Mike. I know this guy can't no, win. It's for not losing. poor me. He can't win for losing. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting in our men's group on Monday night, and I'm talking to this guy who's sitting behind me. And he's showing me this cup he's got, and I said, "You know, it's funny." I said, "You know, my wife she she makes cups," and he's like, "Oh, really? What kind of cups she makes?" And I showed him a picture, and it's not. I said, "You know, it's funny. Matter of fact, Mike's got one right here. Let me show you his." And I picked it up. I looked down. It's got a friggin' chip the size of a quarter in the bottom of it. <laughs> so I look at him. I go, "Oh, bro." You are in trouble, brother. Oh, I am telling on you. So I took a picture of it, you know? He's like, oh, man, man. So I didn't think anything of it. So then I'm driving home from men's group after dropping damn it Josh off at the house. 
And I get this group text. It's Mike trying to play cover fire with candy. He's like, ah, your husband's a tattletale. Oh, yeah, I said uh, don't listen like to anything he says. Well, and Candy's like, well, tattletale looks like you're tattletaling on him right now. Because <laughs> Johnny said nothing. Yet. I didn't even tell her, right? I said, so I text her back. I said, don't worry, honey. I'm bringing the pictures home with me. You ain't going to believe this. I saw you texting in the car, so I thought that's what you were talking about. Was Candy, oh, talking to Candy. Like yeah. like a little kid when he knows he's in trouble, he's trying to cover up. Oh, yeah. You throwing out. I've learned a lot from my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and just like your kids, it didn't work. Nope. <laughs> Got busted. Got busted. That's too funny, man. Well, you know, speaking of kids, we do hold a real responsibility with our kids. Oh, absolutely. And we do have a special guest. Oh, yeah. Very special. In guest. the studio. Oh, here she is, live and in person, here on the Battle Podcast. Miss Grace, I'm a Rose Durham. Say hi to our guest, Grace. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> this is my daughter. She's known as Grace, but I call her Bwaby. No one oh. else is allowed to call me that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, learned yeah. That. I learned that the hard way early. You tried that shit early. I you did. Tried I, that tried. I told her, don't I do did. that, man. You're going, she's going to shut you down real quick. She gave me that, that angry wife look. I mean, she, it's already it's already in there. It's just room. Them, who was them it? That, who was it that tried that at our house? Little brother. Oh, little brother. Little brother Daniel. Little bro. Daniel's over. Oh. I'm calling. I'm calling. Grandma. Hey, boy. Hey, baby. And he goes, Yeah, what's up, baby? And Grace looks under Stone Cold and says, Don't call me that. Only my dad calls me that. He's like, uh, uh, Hey, but sure? he never called me that again. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see the fear in his eyes right now. Oh, yeah. She gets intense about it, <laughs> oh, too. Man. She's like, don't call me that. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, okay. Okay. So I'm really excited about having her on the show because last week in our podcast, one of the things that we mentioned and, and we didn't have a lot of time to go over it, it was just we start talking about the hearts of our daughters, and the impact that men have on women. Yeah. And we were talking, well, just to recoup, recant, because somebody might not have listened to it yet. Right. We were talking about wounds and how we've all had wounds growing up. You know, our parents or somebody has wounded us in one way or another. And we, in fact, are wounding our, our kids currently or others, you know, albeit unintentional, it happens because everybody thinks their own way. Well, and I think the, the, the term is best of intentions, right? There you go. We all have the best of intentions when we're trying to raise our children. But sometimes, you know, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm pretty guilty of it. I don't always have the best delivery. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? yeah. If anybody's listening to the show, you probably understand that when full money, Johnny. You're assertive, Johnny. I'm assertive, yeah. Aggressive, That's, aggressive, aggressive. Oh, Ray, we are so proud of you tonight, dude. I've been practicing. <laughs> but it, even at that, as, as grown men, we may be thinking that we're doing what is best for the family. We're, we may be completely convinced of it, but we don't realize how our kids or even our wives... Are, are taking that, how they're receiving it. Mm -hmm. there, there can be a huge misjudgment in the whole thing. And our last podcast, we were talking about that whole self-evaluation. Right. And you've got to ask the difficult questions to your kids and to your wife or your girlfriend. Or you know, one of the be. toughest things uh, you'll find as a dad sometimes is when you recognize that you're wrong and you've got to say, I'm sorry. Right. You know, that that's, it shouldn't be difficult, but it is. Oh, and yeah. so, and there've been a lot of times I've been wrong, but a couple that have been right. Haven't I? One or two, one or two, you think? I mean, <laughs> a couple of times when you've been wrong, for sure. <laughs> Those are the ones that stand out. Those are the ones yeah, that stick out. Right wow. Let's not get crazy. I mean, <laughs> no, oh yeah, we're, we're going deep now. Oh, like, we're going to go deep. Yeah. 
Because I, I, like, I've got two daughters as well. And Mike, yeah. you got three, three daughters, three yeah. daughters, yeah. Yeah. and Fritz. I got two. Yeah. Go. yeah. So we know this is a men, a man's podcast, but how we affect women, young women, our daughters, our wives is a huge part of being a man. Well, not only just our daughters and our wives, but the people that we're put into our circles, because right. You know, if I'm around your daughters or if I'm around Fritz's daughters or Mike's daughters, or I have other friends that have daughters, I have to be mindful of what comes out of my mouth and the way that I represent myself as a man. Right. And, you know, we don't always do the best job of that. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I Sometimes I say some things without thinking. And, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yep. There we go, Grace. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, girl. Preach. Come on, girl. Preach. I, I want to bring up some stuff. I want okay. to go back a little ways. I want to go back and see, you know. Grace, as you were turning into the woman you are now, there's there's growth aspects, growth, you know, charts, deadlines, stuff like that. As you change, you you want to start wearing makeup. Yep. You start talking about boys mm-hmm. and just all those different little things. What is there? Uh, you want to start shaving your legs. How did uh, how did old full money Johnny respond to some of those uh, some of those growth? I wish we were on video right now. Oh yeah, John's man, face. he's beat red. <laughs> he's beat ass red right now. Um, I feel like when I was trying to like do that kind of stuff, I was a lot younger than I should have been. Okay, and so for for him reacting, he was like, "You don't need that. You're too young." Mm-hmm. Which now looking at it, like I understand, and like shaving your legs. I don't want to shave my legs now. Right. But it was a constant battle between wearing makeup, wearing certain clothes, shaving my legs. Like if I wanted to do it, I'm headstrong just like him. So I'm like, I want to do it. But he was like, can't you just get a Roomba or something, you know, or it does it itself. (laughs) I bet they wish. It's funny because you look at it and it it sounds like these things are so simplistic, right? Right. Right. But as a dad, and I think I want to touch on that a little bit because I think it's important for, for me to put out there the perspective of, of my perspective of that. And then also understand what her perspective is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And the thing is, is that from one of the things you're constantly saying is that we need to stick to what we know is right. Right. And listening to Grace talk, she she just basically kind of admitted that, you know, I was trying to do this stuff a little bit early. I was trying to do it a little bit younger than I should have been, but dad stuck to his guns. So from that point, it seems almost like maybe not then, but now she realizes, hey, you know what? He He might have been right. Because now I got to shave my frigging legs every two days or every day, and it's driving yeah. me bonkers. <laughs> well, I, listen. I mean, you want to encourage your your daughter to to grow, but as a father, you want her to also not grow up too fast. You know, you you want to make sure that everything is paced out so she can enjoy being a child and not have mm-hmm. to worry about the pressures of being a young lady. Right, because so, you know, there's a lot that comes with it. Because well, let, let's just let's just back up because we talked about a couple things here, like makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't have an issue with her wearing makeup in the house. Yeah, but, I was allowed to wear it in the house. So is that like not outside, like, like playing dress up? <clears throat> yeah, 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 kind of thing, like practicing. Mm-hmm. So he was allowing you to prepare. Yeah, for woman for being a woman, but he didn't want you gallivanting around all. Well, I'm like, I'm putting all this work into doing it. Why can't I wear it outside the house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's right. And what I I used to tell you about makeup, I want to make sure you look 
decent to go out. Right. Knew how to do it, how to mm-hmm. put it on. Yeah. yeah. And not, and also I didn't want her looking older than what she was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want people looking at my, you know, 12 year old daughter, like she's 16 or 17. Exactly. You know, because and it's not her and it's hard. It, it's a hard balance to try to explain that to your child. Like, it's not that I didn't trust her. Or she was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that I don't trust other people, you right. know? And I know that there's other people that would look at her in a way that would be inappropriate or, or want to look at her like she's a young adult when she's just a little girl. That's the thing is a lot of these, a lot of these young ladies look way older than they are. And us as guys, we're stupid. We're, guys are stupid, period. Yeah. And, I don't know. Some, when I was 15, I, did not look like how I look now. I'm like, these 15 year olds look like 20, 21 year olds. I'm like, you're giving off a bad like perception of yourself. Exactly. And the problem with that, with guys being stupid, mm-hmm. they're going, oh, she's, she's 17, 18 years old. She's 17. She's oh, legal. Wait, she's a legal. Minute, wait a minute. She's only 15. That's she's okay. Only she, 13, yeah. she looks 17 or 18. Well, the problem mm-hmm. is, is they're still in their mindset. They're still a child. And it's hard as a dad to explain that to your right. daughter. It is. Because she doesn't, she's not even thinking about that. I mean, she's trying to, you know, look beautiful, you know? And then the other part of it is, is trying to help her to understand that you don't need this to be beautiful. You already are beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. We try to instill a self-confidence in our daughters so that they don't get wrapped up in the, what is it? Cosmopolitans or what are the, some of the magazines? What are some of the girls' magazines Cos- out there? Yeah, Cosmo. I don't even look at magazines okay. anymore. We okay. got social media. <laughs> All right. Tell us that we're looking bad. Damn, Instagram. You screwing us up, right? Damn redneck. Damn, you're old. I am old. I'm magazines, sure. right? Okay, so what are, for damn ever what are, through the checkout line, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what what are some of the popular mechanics, man? I ain't yeah. seen a transmission in that long. What are some of the Instagram pages and stuff that, that, do makeup or something like that, that what kind well, of pressures does it put on you as, as a young lady? It's not even like makeup pages or fashion pages. It's like celebrities that you're looking at and now you have TikTok. So TikTok stars, all this stuff. Mm. You're seeing all these girls who are not the norm. Like they're, they're not, the exception. they're the exception. And mm-hmm. you're looking at that and you're wondering, why don't I look like that? Mm. Why don't, why can't I, just be that pretty. Why can't I feel like that, look like that, be like that? And it, it over time starts to mess with your mental state because you're like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not mm. pretty enough. And I feel like a lot of girls struggle with that. I've struggled with that. I still struggle with that because why, why can't I look like that? Right. Why didn't God make me look like that? Right. Like, why did he make them look like that? You know? So it's like a constant battle with yourself. And then you have your dad telling you that you're pretty and you're beautiful and that you don't need to change for anyone, but you have the world telling you otherwise. Mm. And mm. so mm. you're conflicted because you're like someone who loves me and cares about me is telling me I don't need to change for anyone, but everyone else in the whole world is telling me I need to fix myself and I yeah. need to look a certain way and act a certain way. And like, it's hard as trying to like figure out who you are as a person and have all that pressure on you at the same time. Now I got a question for you. Do having a dad like full money Johnny? Oh gosh. <laughs> does he no no this is good. This is good. Well, she doesn't call me full no, money. She would never. Right. <laughs> but everybody everybody else knows she is full money yeah. Johnny. So I gotta I gotta play to both audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having him I, I I would consider him a rock. 
do you consider him a rock in those situations when you're feeling down about yourself and dad's there and he's like, you know, baby, you you are absolutely gorgeous. Does that help you or does that, what does that do? Yes and no, because, <laughs> because my dad's very Forward? straightforward to the point. Like, assertive. Yeah, assertive. <laughs> not, not like very, like just to the point. And so as a young woman, like trying to figure out who you are and like, who you want to be and like what you want to do with your life and stuff like that. Him saying, well, you don't need to look like that. You know, you don't need to act like that, but it's the, the one I want to look like that. I want to act like that. I want to be that person. That's where it kind of gets hard because you want to listen to him and you know, he loves and cares about you, but you have other things whispering in your other ear telling you different. Well, I think the other part of it too is, is that, there's a way that I look at her and a way that I see her mm-hmm. that she doesn't look at and see herself. Right. And so when she she hears me saying that, I think a lot of times she's like, well, he's just saying that because he's my dad. Yeah. You know, like he, he almost like he has to say that. Right. He has to tell me that I'm beautiful. He has to tell me I don't need to change. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, those are genuine, real feelings and emotions and perceptions that I have as her dad. Right. And as a, as a person, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's difficult when you're trying to convey that to your daughter and you know, in the back of your head that she hears you, but she's really not listening to you. Right. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> I want to touch on the social media aspect that she brought up because that really resonated with me because not only would that be a huge dilemma for a young woman, but it was for me. You know, when I logged on to Facebook and I saw everybody with their pretty families, you know, taking mm-hmm. the, the shots with their dog and all that. And my my family's all over the place. Totally dysfunctional. Mine too. I had those feelings. Yeah. I really did. It makes I sense. really felt uh, like, uh, you know, the big loser. You know, I think you really, every no matter your age, you have to learn to know that those pictures and stuff, 90% of the time is bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're not, not real. real. It's <laughs> not real. I mean, that's it, bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so you're learning some of that. So for yeah. us, for us as dads out there, we've got to be very balanced. It's a very fine line to walk because you have to make sure your daughter knows that she is perfect just the way she is. Whether she's going to believe it or not, you got to let her know. Well, but yeah. you. You also have to let her kind of spread her wings a Figure little it bit. Out herself. Yeah, you yeah. got to give her that little bit of a rope. And that's a hard thing for Man, a dad to do. really hard. And for some of the guys out there, I'm just going to say it like this. And I don't might hurt your feelings, but I really don't care. You got to be willing and able to piss her off. Yeah. Because there are things that you're going to say when you hold to a certain standard with your, with your daughter that she's not going to like. And one of my favorite sayings of the house is said, you may be mad at me now, but she'll... Love me again. You'll love me again. Yeah. You know? And, and, and it, a lot of men that are out there that are listening to this podcast, they think that they have to cave and they have to compromise. And and I'm a firm believer that if I cave and compromise on certain standards, then I'm planting the opposite seed inside of her. Because if I say, well, I'm good with this because the world says I'm good with this. Now that's going to tell her that, that the world's right. And the world isn't right. The world's mm-hmm. wrong. You know, she doesn't... Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to, and she's got to find it. And you make a good point with balance and allowing her to find herself. That's where it becomes very difficult. Right. 
because you, you hold to a certain line and you've got to make hard decisions. Like, you know, we just had a discussion the other day about you dating a boy, right? Yeah. And, Ooh, I'm glad you and, and, what, <laughs> and what was one of the things I said to you about dating him? You know what I mean? That you trust me to make my own decisions, but like, don't abuse that trust. Right. Ooh, that's very good. And, and she, she come home. What was it? <laughs> that you came home about the day, next day? Yeah. <laughs> what'd you say to me? So, yeah, I got a boyfriend. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean you got a boyfriend? She says, well, you said you trusted me. I said, well, I already obviously screwed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was a funny conversation at the house when we were prepping for the show. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so Candy, I don't know what it is. Is it boyfriend? Is it not boyfriend? What's the deal right now? I'll let her tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. Well, but because with her, you got to let, you know, you know, the way they talk is like, we're talking, but we're not talking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) when you guys were coming up and you guys were dating and stuff like that, it's so different. You just go up and you ask a girl out on a date. We have the talking stage as friends and you have the talking stage and then you have the dating stage and then. You know, well, you got the social media aspect too. Yeah, That's what's really different. Yeah, yeah, because when sure. we were when we were dating, there's a whole lot of physical body language that does not exist anymore because people don't talk. You listen to the inflection in the voice, you watch their body language and how they're acting, mm-hmm. and you can tell whether somebody's interested in you or not. We used to have to you have game. That. Yeah, you don't. You got no game these days. These boys no. got no damn game. You just got to know. You just got to know what to text. Say it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You don't it's say it's a not, keyboard game, man. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Gotta have quick. They're games. all brave over the, you know, what? what's that called? Uh, keyboard warriors or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, keyboard it. cowards. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're on the subject of boyfriends, I want to ask you a couple questions. Okay. So, I mean, for all of you that Grace has been, she's 17, 18 years old. She's, she's a, a young woman. She's, you know, She's had a couple boyfriends, I'm sure. I mm-hmm. think like right? only a couple, you, a couple, yeah, only, only two, a two. Yeah, well, that's a well, couple. Three well, well, three now, yeah. All right. No, oh, I got them all down. Don't worry about it. Dad's <laughs> got, got it. That's where we're going. So, how 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 did Dad react when you started dating? How how you know what was what was he like? What was his uh, demeanor? How did you perceive it? Overbearing or loving or caring or understanding? What's the deal? I feel like surprisingly he was okay with letting me go hang out with him and like go do stuff and like kind of like figure it out myself which may be a little surprising because he's just you know but assertive assertive (laughs) (laughs) overly aggressive overly aggressive yes how did that go how did you how did you feel about introducing your boyfriend to your dad how were you nervous scared well, excited in my house before I can even date them they have to come over and meet him that's 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 understandable so before I even dated any of my previous boyfriends my boyfriend now like they had to come over and meet him first mm-hmm. so and how but how did how did that make you feel how did what, did you agree with that did you it's frustrating when you have to explain it to someone like oh yeah you need to meet him before like any like anything can happen, blah, blah, blah. That's precious cargo, baby. Don't <laughs> yeah. play with that. But that's my heart right there. You mm-hmm. come get that, you better come stand in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I get I get a little worried, <laughs> a little anxious before they come over. <laughs> but I'm like, but he's fine. He's fine. He doesn't you know say your anything dad, bad. Do, but do you understand that his statement, that's precious cargo? Yeah. You you get that? Oh, they get it. They, I tell them all, every one of them. Every one of them. Hey, yeah. your, your dad had to do it too. 
Oh, yeah. Ask him about Arch. <laughs> yeah, about Arch. He yeah. had to stand and give account in front of Archie. <laughs> and that was not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that I think she gets nervous because I, I say a lot. I get going because I'm overly aggressive and I'm I'm very outgoing person and I've got an explosive personality. But we had a conversation the other night at the table. I just, just who I am. I just stopped and I said, look. And I'm kind of spur of the moment like that too. I don't, you know, it's not like I gradually yeah, he gets He gets in his little zone where he's like, well, let me comes. just have a speech. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little like, speech. I'm like, look, I just, I, I would hope that you would know that I would never do anything to humiliate you. Right. Mm-hmm. My, my goal is not to humiliate you, but I want them to understand that you walk out of this house with her, you walking out with my heart, you're carrying precious cargo and I will hold you accountable. Bring her back. Like I told her the new one, she's, I don't bring up her names, but her new boyfriend. I said, you know, you bring her back the way you found her, maybe a little bit fuller because you took her out to eat, but that's about it. <laughs> He says, Gracie, I won't, I won't humiliate you. I won't embarrass the hell out of your boyfriend, but I ain't going to humiliate you. I promise. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so since you've had, we know now that you've had three boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that in between those relationships, there's, there's had to have been some heartache. Oh yeah, for sure. Somewhere in, somewhere in, in there. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure your dad tried to help you through it, whether you wanted that help or not. We, you know, that can, that can vary, but how would you, how would you say he handled the situation of the heartache? Well, with my first boyfriend, I wasn't in love with him. I'd say it was more of, I liked him, but with my second boyfriend, um, that one, that one, that one hurt, that one hurt. Yeah. And I feel like mom kind of, took the reins on that a little bit more because I, I felt like he didn't know how to, how to handle it, how to deal with it. Cause I'm over here hurting Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know how to help. Cause what he wants to do is he wants to go hurt him. Right. Which, which I understand very badly. badly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for him, he kind of just sat back and watched. So he played it, he played it out correctly in your eyes, you think, or do you want more from him? Well, you wanted him to go beat the hell out of a guy. <laughs> no, now I, no, I didn't at the time. I'd say go ahead and do it now, but but I was, I'd say I was blinded by that yeah. that puppy love that getting told I love you, mm-hmm. getting by like, someone other than your dad. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that, different. That's the uh, and this is where total transparency comes in. That's where the problem comes in when you're a father, because we all know that at some point in time. Somebody else is going to take my daughter by the hand, mm-hmm. right? And she, he's going to hold her heart, mm-hmm. the heart that I've held her entire life, mm-hmm. you know? And he damn well better know how to handle it. And if he doesn't, that, that's a problem. And so when, when you relinquish that as a man, mm. and it sounds so simple, but it's not. It wasn't, it's not for me anyway. Right. It's not, I love her deep. Mm-hmm. There ain't, there's nothing that, you know, other than her mom and her brother, there ain't nothing in this plan I love you know, with the same intensity as her, you know? So, so for me, it's like, you're, you're walking away with my daughter's heart. You better understand what comes with it. You know? and, and, and as a father, be straight up. I mean, there's a, there's a tinge of jealousy. Yeah. You get je- a little bit jealous because at one point in time, she looked at me like I was her everything. Right. And now she's not, she's looking at somebody else. Right. In that way. But and that's, that's hard to let go of. And and as as a father, that's our job. Yo. 
you put all that time and effort and investment into it. But the whole thing is, is you, like you said, you trust that she'll make the right decision. Yeah. There's a certain amount of displacement with that too, because like with my daughter, Aubrey, she spent her entire childhood in the hospital with transplants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was her everything. I mean, I sat at her bedside holding her hand when I didn't think she was going to wake up in the morning. So I understand that. I really get it. It's you hard know, to let go of that. It really, really is. And, and it's like you said, you know, you you have that talk and I, any guy that can take it, any guy that can take it with humility and say, yes, sir, I understand. That's the guy you want. And the hard part though, I think is having her understand that. Right. Because it's like, why can't you just understand this? Why is it such a big deal? And, you know, why can't you just let this go? Why, why does, why does he have to come over here? Why do I, you, you going to come pick her up? You better stand in front of me. I got a feeling that <laughs> that's just I how I look at it. I there, agree. There's an old saying and I, and, and it's holding very true that as, as your child gets older from their teens into their twenties, the parents know less and less and less. But once they get past that into their 30s and 40s, you start realizing how much your parents actually knew. Yeah. yeah. But she wants to make her own way. I get it. Yeah. And I want her to make her own way. I do. I want her to be successful. I want her to be happy. I want her to find joy in every, all those things in her life. But I want her to make good decisions. And, and I think that last relationship taught you a lot. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that I gave too much of my myself, my heart to someone way too soon in a relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, you have someone telling you, oh, I love you. Like, I want to marry you, this and that. As a girl. That's what you. That's, that's, what, what, I, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. But for a guy, you know, that's just those are just words. There you go. But as a woman, mm-hmm. you're going to take that and that means something to you. You hold on to those words. So I think that's the difference between love for a girl and a love for a guy. Because I'm glad you brought that up. Saying I love you as a guy can just, that's just, oh, I can say that, get what I want. Well, that's it exactly. And mm-hmm. it's, I love the way you look. I love the way you, you know. The way you smell, the way yeah, you walk. Exactly. Way you Stroke yeah. that ego, baby. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it exactly. And that's, and that's, that's one of the biggest points that we that I want to make in this podcast so that you guys out there listening, don't go screwing around with my kid. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're a young kid and you're going, you better listen to these podcasts. Well, you're messing with our heart. That's it. Exactly. So you think, Oh, it's fun. I'll play a game with her, but for her, you're hurting her. Like her heart is breaking because you're messing around with her and she's serious. And here's the thing too, as a guy, a lot of times, Women think women know that I love you is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And with a guy, it's a physical thing. Yeah. So the problem is, is these guys have that complete disconnect. And a lot of times they don't even realize what they're doing to the girl. Cause like I said previously, guys are stupid. We're stupid. We're dumb. We really are dumb in a lot of ways. Well, when we're young, we're selfish. We exactly. We don't even think about it. But yeah. that's one thing that we have to understand as guys, you know, you out there that are raising young men. You've got to listen to this and you've got to raise them right. You've got to make sure that they are respecting that young lady that they're going to take out. But you know, the important thing is one of the things that you brought up, Grace, is like social media. And that's one of the things that you and I have kind of gone 
back, yeah, and, forth back and forth on. Yeah. Because I think a lot of young girls today are portraying themselves in a way on social media that feeds into that with those young boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're looking you know? at the, they're looking at the, the few and thinking they're all like that. Well, when you mm-hmm. flip on a TikTok and there's young girls dancing without bras on, you know, because they're trying to show, you know, their breasts or whatever, or they, you know, look one way and they jump, sing a song and they jump up and down and then they dressed scandalously like next, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, yeah, yeah. you know, when boys are looking at that, that feeds a fire that doesn't need to be fed. And mm-hmm. the problem though is, is a lot of young girls feel like they have to do that to get attention. Right. And what we have to understand as men, especially, and I'm just going to speak to the fathers right now of young, of young girls, you better feed your daughter with love, respect, admiration, and dignity and all those things. Because if you don't, she's going to seek those things and that validity in another person. And it's right. going to be a young boy that doesn't look at her heart and, and cherish her heart the way that you do. Right. And then what's going to happen is, is she's going to give herself, whether it's emotionally or physically, mm-hmm. in a way that she can never get it back. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's because they're, they're trying to find that from a male. And and they weren't told or appreciated by their fathers the right way. Now, I think you make a good point, Grace, is that there's a lot of things I can say to you that you're like, yeah, you just said that because you're you're my dad. Yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of girls, I'm sure, and you know some, that dads don't even, their dads don't even tell them that. Yeah. And you can, you can tell because they're feeding for that attention from someone else. It's a constant, oh, I'm talking to this guy. I'm talking to that guy. Oh my gosh, he did this. He did that. And it's like, you can tell who needs that you need love and affection from your father you don't have that you're gonna look for it somewhere else you're gonna thirst for it like Mm -hmm. hardcore and because you want it as a as a girl you want it so bad you're willing to do whatever you can or whatever you think you need to do to get that love Mm. and that for guys it's like oh well she's easy right but then you leave her just like broken and empty broken and then they seek it even more. Oh, yeah. Even more. Yeah. And then you're feeding into that insecurity that I'm not good enough. Because right. I don't look Why like didn't that. he want me? Why does he not think I'm pretty? Why does he not, you know, yeah. want to, I need, I need to lose cycle. weight. I need to dress a certain way. Like it's a, it's a really sad like circle. It goes around and around and around. And for as dads, you have to just help your daughter stop and just take a minute. And help them with that self-love and that self, Mm. like focusing on yourself and not having to depend on anybody else to be happy, which I've had to learn how to do because I don't, I don't do that with necessarily guys, but I do that with my friends. I feel like I need to have my friends to make me happy. Mm. And I constantly need someone to go somewhere with me. So I'm not alone. And, but that looks like something so small, but you like look into it and it's like, why do I feel like I need to have that? You know? Mm. Well, you know, you look at it. I mean, Ray's got younger daughters and Mike's got, you got some little, little yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Nine, eight, you nine and eight I mean? and 13. <clears throat> what would be some suggestions you'd want to give them as a young woman to, you know, how to deal with or how to talk to or how to, you know, approach their, their young girls at such a young age. Well, I feel like we've had this conversation a lot is when your daughter's coming to you to tell you something, just listen, just listen, just put your phone down, whatever you're doing, 
put it down and just listen. Because as women, that's all we want. We want someone to listen to us and understand what we're saying fully. And, but I understand as dads, you want to fix all of our problems and make everything better because that's your caring nature as like, as a dad, you want to make everything better and quick. You want to make it better quick and fast in the easiest way possible. But you forget that you're rushing her from saying what she needs to say to let me fix her problem. Mm. I need to fix this for her. Like, and yeah, guilty. Yeah. yeah. Me too. No, my dad does it all the time. Yeah. So it's listen to understand, not to respond. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm just taking it all in because I got the young ones. So oh, keep yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> well, one thing that I think that we established at a young age with her, with my daughter was mandate your daughters. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we go out on Valentine's day and every year my, my wife dates my son and Grace has always dated me. Now, obviously she's got a boyfriend with some competition, mm. but I know he ain't taking her where I'm taking her, but we don't get in all that. Red <laughs> lobster. Red lobster. No, no, we, we, no. We, we like to go to Longhorn. We got a steak over there. We like to eat. I like all. to eat the, we share a steak, but I get the dessert. Yeah, that's oh, there you I go. get the dessert. There yeah. You go. It's funny because I, I still have the very first dress that she ever wore on our first date. It's in my top of my dresser. Mm. And I keep it there as a reminder. Because those moments that you have, men, they're small windows. There's so many times that I drive home on my way to work and I think about my daughter. I think, you know what? Someday somebody else is going to take her by the hand and she's going to look at him the way that she looks at me. And there's a part of me that it's very sad and broken in that moment. But then there's a part of me that gets excited in that moment because when that person comes along, because I trust my daughter and I know my daughter, I know that that's going to be the right person for her. And as a dad, there's nothing you want more than for your daughter to be loved and to be taken care of and to be provided for and all those things. One of the things I always told my daughter when she was young is I said, I'm not raising you to be someone's princess. I'm raising you to be someone's queen. I've always told her, be fierce. You're not a sheep, you're a lion. But I've also told her to make sure that she always respects, loves, and gives you know, honor to the man that she decides to give her heart to. It's not a competition. It's love, and love is about sacrifice. And as dads, we have to learn to sacrifice our own egos, our own feelings, our own wants, and our own desires when it comes to our little girls and allow them to become young women. I sit here tonight and I'm just thinking about what the future is going to bring. I know one thing for sure. I know that I'm proud of my daughter. I know that without a shadow of a doubt that I'll always love my daughter. And I know that there's nothing in this world that'll ever change. that. And guess what? I know she loves me too. And I guess if you take a step back and you think about it, That'll ease the pain and the suffering of letting it go. And that's going to blossom an even greater relationship because I look forward to the day that we're not just daughter and father. Someday we become really, really good friends. And I think that that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of patience on her end, but she's going to get a heck of a lot of love from her dad. Men, love your daughters. Love them well. 
Give them everything you have to give them. Teach you what it is to be loved and to give love. And I promise you, if you do that, you'll have nothing to worry about. At the end of the day, as long as she always comes home, well, that, my friends, that's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs>